This is your host, Terry Noland, and this is your community. Come on in, grab a seat, and strap in. This is part two in a two-part series about asking questions. If we are going to be literacy leaders, we need to ask questions. The episode before this one is where I talked about asking questions of those around you, using a tell me type of approach. When you go about and you want to learn from someone, when you want to engage in further conversation with someone, tell me more, tell me what that was like, tell me, tell me, tell me, using that as a way to draw out from someone and get their thoughts, get their opinions, get their knowledge and their genius on the table. Tell me. You know what? When we use that as a leader, bringing into focus and getting people around us and their inputs, that just builds and grows us as a leader, right? It isn't always a, well, here's what I think. Here's the way it's got to be. That's not what a leader is. A leader asks questions. And today we are going to be talking about asking questions of ourselves. So often we go about our world and our day thinking about, you know, asking those questions of someone else. But what about me? What about looking in the mirror at me? Now, listen, we all look in the mirror every single day. We get ready in the morning. We use the mirror to fix our hair, put on makeup for us ladies, uh, put on uh, our faces, right? But do you ever look in the mirror and look at you? Look at you, the person. And when you do that, you have to have the self-awareness to see the person. To see the person that's staring back at you, to see the gray hairs that are coming in. And no matter how much you try to cover them up or pluck them out, they're still coming. To see the lines around your eyes. It is a very humbling experience when you actually see you, the person, who you are. Sure, you're seeing those physical characteristics. What about the heart characteristics? What about the human characteristics? What about the person, right? We've got to be able to look ourselves in the mirror and be okay with what we see. Having the vulnerability to say, I'm not perfect. I'm a work in progress, but I am worth it. We've got to ask ourselves questions. You know, Socrates said, The unexamined life is not worth living. The unexamined life is not worth living. That means I have to examine myself. We talked about blind spots a while back. Go back and listen to that episode because blind spots, that's where I examine myself. We've got to be able to stand in front of that mirror, ask ourselves questions. And be okay with the answers. Because the answers, honestly, are that platform for growth. 
Those answers are the place where I can dig deeper, when I can build myself as a leader. It's that unexamined life that's not worth living. Every person has flaws, the gray hairs, the lines, whatever it is that you are seeing in the reflection across from you from that mirror. But I'm going to take it a step further, and it's actually not even me that took it a step further, this saying from Socrates. It's actually from John Maxwell, who said, the unexamined leader is not worth following. The unexamined leader is not worth following. Think about the leaders in your life that you like to follow. Don't you like to know that they're growing? Don't you like to know that they are vulnerable? Don't you like to know that they are human? Don't you like to know that they will admit their mistakes and their faults and be okay with it? I remember when I was leading at an administrative level. It was a preschool and I was leading at that administrative level. Man, I didn't want to let my staff know that I messed up, made a mistake. I always thought everything had to be perfect and there should be no mistakes. And why didn't I see that before? Why didn't I do it this way? And I was so hard on myself. And I wish I could go back and change that and say, this is a place for mistakes. This is a place where mistakes happen and I can look in the mirror and be okay with that. Asking ourselves questions is saying that we are okay with that. We want to follow leaders that examine their lives, that look in the mirror, that see their flaws, acknowledge their flaws, and course correct. That's what leadership is all about. I'll say it now. You'll hear me say it again. Remember, literacy leadership is you, the administrator. It is you at a district level, a school level. It is you, the staff member. It is you, the teacher in the classroom. It is you. It is anyone. Students don't want to follow their leader if they haven't examined themselves. Colleagues, staff members don't wanna follow an administrator leader if that leader hasn't examined themselves. There is no perfect model of leadership. We gotta ask ourselves questions. So as I said, when we go about and we ask and dig deeper for questions for people around us, we use the tell me method. Tell me those questions that are going to elicit that open-ended response. But when I ask myself a question, here are the two words that you need. Two words, that's all. Am I? Am I? Right? Am I? If I'm going to be a literacy leader and before I can lead others, we need to ask ourselves, am I? I'm going to give you three questions that I think are so relevant in the life of a leader. Am I helping others? Am I helping others? Whatever level you're leading at, ask yourself the question, look yourself in the mirror and say, am I helping others? Because helping others, that's what it's about. 
That's where transformation and education is going to come. And when we talk about our struggling readers, when we talk about the literacy crisis, am I helping others? Am I getting kids to proficient levels of reading? Am I getting my staff to the knowledge that they need to have to create environments where reading happens? Where I'm teaching my students the explicit nature of decoding words. And once they've mastered that, or in parallel to mastering that, I should say, that they are that they are students that are digging deeper, unlocking capacity in their brains for genius to be exposed. Am I helping others? This is about your competence. Competence, right? Not your confidence, but your competence. And the thing about being a leader, you don't have to be the one with all the knowledge. I, this is a fa fallacy that I had, a myth that I had also in leadership is that I felt like I had to be the one with all the knowledge. I needed to know everything and you can't know everything. Look in the mirror and say to yourself, you can't know everything. So competence is saying, Am I helping others be competent in their jobs? And if I'm not the one that has the knowledge, then my job as a leader to go out and find somebody with the knowledge. If you are a general educator sitting in a classroom right now and you've got struggling readers in front of you and you know it, but you don't know what to do about it, then be a leader and say, am I helping others? Am I helping these students? I don't think so. I don't think I'm getting them what they need. So this is where my leadership is going to step up and say, hmm, ding, 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 I've got an idea. Why don't I go out and just find the person, the people that are going to help me? Join the Learning Ally Educator community, my friends, because that's a place where you can get answers. Seek out people. That makes you a leader. That makes you a leader not because of your title, not because you have all the knowledge, right? That's what makes you a leader. All right, so that was number one. Am I helping others? My competence, not that I need all the knowledge, but I need the expertise to go and seek the knowledge. All right, number two, am I caring for others? This is our compassion strand. We talked about a competent strand. This is our compassion strand. Am I caring for others? Now, I am going to tell you, now, maybe the medical profession might rival education, but education, my friends, we care about people. We care about students. We care in education. But this is where I'm going to look, tell you to look in the mirror and say, Am I caring for others? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Am I caring for them? I walked into a school one time. I'm not going to tell you where. It's not relevant where. I was showing up for a professional learning day. I was going to be leading the educators in professional learning content about how to address the needs of their struggling readers. And uh, I'm getting there early, right? I want to show up early. I want to be inviting. I want to set up the room. I want to engage people as they're walking in. I want to have everything ready. I pull into the parking lot. It didn't feel 
right. But I thought, okay, the, that's okay. I'm here, right? Get out, get my things out. I, I got out and went inside the building. And let me tell you what didn't feel right. It's an elementary school. And what didn't feel right was the fact that I saw, had to have been a parent, walking out of the school, dragging a child. I could hear the screams through the window. I can't believe you made me come down here and get you because of your behavior. I'm going to miss work. <sighs> Putting that child in the car, that didn't feel right. Another thing that didn't feel right was the several police officers standing outside. That didn't feel right. When I walked into the building past all of this commotion, I walk into an office and there is a gentleman in front of three elementary students yelling, screaming. I'm not sure about what, but obviously these three students must have been repeat offenders. And this person, I, I assumed it was the principal, but I could have been wrong. I don't know. I'm making assumptions here. Screaming. It didn't feel right. I asked the secretary, is this so-and-so school at this, at this place? And she's like, no, you're at the wrong place. And as I gathered my things and walked out the door, I almost breathed a sigh of relief. That school, those people were not caring for others. And I'm going to tell you right now that learning did not occur in that school. And I was only there for five minutes, but I can tell you that learning did not occur there. Learning can't occur there. When there's that level of intensity, what are we doing to care for others? Lead with kindness first. Am I caring for others. When you are weary at the end of the day because one more parent has contacted you, one more child has had bad behavior, can you look yourself in the mirror and say, am I caring for others? And the best way to care for others is to care for yourself, right? Care for yourself. I'm the worst offender. I am the worst offender at caring for myself. I cannot stare myself in the mirror and say wholeheartedly that I am caring for myself. Am I caring for others? Am I caring for myself? We're getting real here. This is what leadership is all about. This is what leadership is all about about? Are we creating environments in our schools where our brains are saying, it's safe here. This is a place for learning. This is a place for failing. I can fail here and it's going to be okay. Am I caring for others? We've talked about competence. We've talked about compassion. And I'm going to give you the third one, character. Am I a trusting leader? Trust is one of those things that I can't touch. I can't grab it. It's in the air, but I can feel it. I can feel it in my stomach, in my gut, in my bones. I can feel it. I can feel 
trust. So when we look ourselves in the mirror and we say, am I a trusting person? What is your response? What do you say to that? Here's some of the best ways that I think you build trust. You do what you say you're going to do. You do it. You show up when you say you're going to show up. You respond when you say you're going to respond. You exceed expectations. That's trusting. You develop relationships with your colleagues, with your parents, with your students, whoever it is. And to the point that you know, they know, they can trust you. My husband was in the military and one of his last hoorahs was he took his whole unit that he supervised and myself and we went and did a Tough Mudder. Now, if any of you know anything about a Tough Mudder competition, it is about 12 miles with over 24 military style obstacles all interspersed throughout those 12 miles. And let me tell you what, it was fun. It was a blast. But together as a team, we had to trust one another. There was a particular obstacle that we came to. It is this, think of those big roll-offs on a, a semi-trailer that, that you would roll off. You could put trash into, store things in, whatever it is. Those big, huge bins. I mean, they're just massive. And it was filled with ice water. Ice water. And down the center was this board that went almost all the way down, standing straight up, all, almost all the way down to the bottom of this big dumpster roll off. Now, what you had to do was you had to jump in, move quickly across to that board, dive deep pull yourself underneath that board, pull yourself up to the other side, go a little bit more, and then get yourself out of that big, big trash dumpster, right? So I jump in and let me, and, and, and I got to say, they're adding ice over and over, more water, more ice, more water, because as people are going through, you know, that ice is melting and it's uh, getting warmer. And goodness knows they didn't want it to get warmer. It was freezing, freezing. I get to the center. I reach my arm down. I feel the bottom of that board. I dive down. I pull my, I go under, I pull myself up on the other side. And let me tell you what, my body started locking up. And this is only seconds that I'm in this thing. Seconds. My body started locking up and I knew I needed help. My teammates were there. And in fact, it was my husband. Now you should trust, right? He had, he literally had to pull me out. I was so cold. Now, many of you are saying, well, that's just, that's not very smart. Now, remember, it was all about the experience, right? Trust. They weren't going to leave me, him and the other teammates who it was him and, and others that were pulling me out, but he was the first one. This is trust, my friends. I knew they weren't going to leave me. I knew they weren't. Think about our struggling readers who were in this massive tank. Some of them can't even make it 
and dive down and get to the other side. They're, they're, they're just wailing and flailing, doing their best, trying to get through. They need a literacy leader to pull them out. They need you. Am I trusting? Am I someone that you can trust? When those kids look at me, and if I am, guess what? I better have the competence. And if I don't have the knowledge, I better go figure out where to get it. All right. There's many more questions we could ask ourselves, but I wanted to build off of those three. Competence, compassion, and character. Am I helping others? Am I caring for others? And am I trusting? Look yourself in the mirror, ask yourself those questions, and it's okay, whatever the response is. Doesn't matter what the response is. What matters is that you can look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I got it now. I got some work to do. Now, what am I going to do? Remember, Socrates said the unexamined life is not worth living. And John Maxwell added, the unexamined leader is not worth following. You, my friend, are someone worth following. Thank you for going on the journey today. Thank you for being present. Thank you for continuing to grow and learn. If we are going to make an impact on education, create significance in the lives of our students, we need you. If you want to learn more about Learning Ally, visit us at learningally.org and be a part of a transformational community.